Hello, everybody. Welcome to IntelliCast. Um, this is season four, episode three. That's crazy. Um, I can't get over there. We're in season four. Thanks for listening. Um, this episode, I have Arundhati Dandapani. Um, she's been on the on the episode before last year, and she is the founder at Generation One and the chief editor and intelligence officer at the Marketing Research and Intelligence Association, which is an organization in Canada. Arundhati, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Brian. Great to be here again. It's been can't believe it's been five months since we last spoke. Five months? It, seems, it feels like about two years. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Time. Do you think we'll ever go back to, like, feeling time normally again? I hope so. <laughs> gosh, that was five months ago. As always, this episode brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Follow us on Twitter at EMI underscore research research and IntelliCast One. You can also leave us a voicemail or a text at 513-401-5463. And Dottie, I don't think you've ever texted us on our on our hotline here for the, the podcast, have you? No, I've I've used uh, I've used I think Brian's cell phone instead. I I didn't, okay. I didn't know it was different, but maybe it's yeah. okay, yes. You're a VIP if you have Brian's producer Brian's cell phone number. Um, well yeah thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, and we wanted to have you on because you had an awesome event last week, which I guess was a seminar. I thought it was more – it was kind of like a conference to me, but you're calling it a seminar through the MRIA, and it was called Our Polls Obsolete, Boosting Trust, Accuracy, and Data Quality in Survey Research. I was fortunate to be one of the speakers, and so we wanted to have you on to kind of talk about that. So, cool. Thanks for joining. Thank you. It's, uh, it, it was quite an honor to host you all, and it was, it was so much fun. Uh, it was a lot of work, but it was so much fun, and I learned so much from all of you and, uh, and from putting this together. Um, you're right. You pointed it out as a conference, and a few people commented like it was a conference, but um, I think the best indicator was when people started asking for certificates of attendance, and I was like, wow, that, 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 that's so great. That, that's so nice, and that's what we wanted. We wanted people to yeah. come there and, and, and hit their learning outcomes, and, um, and, and it, was, it ended up being a confluence of some really great minds and, we, and actionable insights and yeah get their credits early in january like start off the year right <laughs> this was um i guess the, I, I think it was the first event of the year to kind of kick us off which it was it was very timely too because we had a little lull in december and well in the u.s we had maybe no one of our listeners knew that or aware of this or canadian listeners but we had a presidential election and for about two months i don't know it was kind of a crazy time period but now we get to talk about the polls. We have time to kind of reflect, think about polls, think about research, think about all the things that you talked about. So curious, I'd love maybe first question is, um, why did you decide to have this event? What was the thought process behind it? Yes, yes, thank you. So, um, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, but but in the sense that, uh, yes, it, it was a very U.S.-centric top, it seems to you, at least, uh, family, especially for the for people in the U.S. because of the U.S. elections, uh, it, it, it's just that the Canadians are also very glued uh, and glued to their TVs and their, their internets and their devices to hearing what was going on in the South, and especially people in research and public opinion research, they were um, they were following how, uh, how the, the results were received in the press and then, you know, with headlines like, polling blows it again, 
or you know, um, polling is dead, and, and those kind of, of speeches and 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 uh, news media uh, just uh, talking about it in, in in proportions that they weren't used to, or maybe they were they were used to, but uh, in in ways that puzzled them, really really triggered a lot of discussions, and it triggered a lot of discussions not only in association channels like like Apoor Net, and and we, I know we're common members there, but also uh, our members, our members would write into us asking us about so what does this mean for us and how are we going to um, you know is this industry how, how are we going to act on this how, how are we going to improve the perception of polls have you done a survey about it uh, do, do do people uh, if, if people are giving it such a bad rap how are we going to uh, protect the reputation and image of the industry and um and it got me. Uh, I mean, people have been in this industry for a while. I'm not. I mean, I, uh, I'm not a pollster, and I, I wouldn't pretend I am, and never been. But I've, I, I love the research industry, and I love the, uh, and I love how uh, all these healthy debates that come from public opinion research and market researchers when they when they talk about uh, analyzing data and data interpretation, and um, and I think one one thing that we've all seen is is this. Uh, so so all these reports, these news reports coming in, member grievances, or member, um, you know, um, uh, discussions and debates, and, and I felt that uh, it. it it seemed for the modern day career researcher, uh, I think a question, a timely question was, are polls obsolete? I mean, people are just, um, uh, it, it sounds provocative, it's, but it's, but it was more rhetorical. And uh, I, I think the idea was to, uh, was to really pose the genuine question. I mean, uh, you're, you're, you're bashing polling so much, then s- tell us, are polls obsolete? And then the idea was to, uh, was to, I guess, boost trust, uh, uh, data, co- boost accuracy, data quality, and, and trust in, 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 in survey research again. And, and, and we wanted to, and I wanted to look at all kinds of polls, not just election polls, and, and wanted to see, uh, use it as an opportunity to see how, how polls could be, what we could, what the rest of marketing research could learn from polls, and how we could um, uh, use uh, certain tools to better understand the results of polls and report on polls. I will say that um, everything you said is awesome. And one thing you said is kind of taking the polls and the uh, more marketing researchers. Um, you had a great lineup. And I don't know how you did it. This is going to be my question is you, you started off the day with a lot of like more traditional pollsters and academics. You had uh, Claire Duran from University of Montreal and some other academic people. And then you had Melanie Courtright from the Insight Association. That's a, that's a coup. And then later on in the day, you always you also had um, Christian from Leger, Christian Bork, who's amazing. And then in the afternoon, you had Amelia Burke-Garcia from NORC at the University of Chicago. And you had a m- number of amazing speakers how did you get all these incredible speakers for this seminar? It's really my question because you had a great mixture of academics and traditional pollsters mixed with more traditional marketing researchers like myself. How did you pull that off? That's amazing. Thank you, thank you. I just wanted to um, create like uh, like a story about this, and I wanted to with every event. I, my hope is to create a better data story that paints a better picture of our industry. And and I felt that this 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 polling, yes, you needed to understand the traditional to understand the future. And I like with like with most topics, and I wanted to see that the best what would be the best uh, division of events, and and felt that the, the best would be uh, beginning with something that sets the context for polling. It gives us history of sampling and reliability in elections. People are talking about election polls and modes. And um, and then going on into, and we get the academic perspective, and then it goes on into the more uh, business research perspective. Uh, not like the academics aren't business researchers. Uh, 
they often uh, wear many hats. So, but it's it, they it's just um, it was good to get an insight into the different modes and how and and I think one one thing that we've been reading a lot about is mixed modes and the rise of mixed modes and and you know how one how web mode does not exist in isolation and and when these these yeah. researchers these researchers really uh, really were able to explain why web mode does not exist in isolation. For example, when you see a, a report in the Toronto Star saying um, that you know this was uh, the report on the they report on the confidence level and they report on the margin of error on a on a web opt-in panel, uh, you get questions from 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 uh, from readers like why are they reporting on uh, the margin of error when it's not uh, when it's not a probability sample and what's it's not you can't compare apples to oranges and um, and and those kind of things and then so so. These researchers, these leaders, they did, really were able to explain that you know web polls are can be can be complex and and or they are uh, recruitment methods are different and you know you need to you need to understand that and it's it's not uh, and then there are other aspects of uh, there are other aspects of mode that you're miss mode effects you're missing out on when you're not combining uh, one mode with another mode and uh, yeah. and, and posters are forced to. Uh, forced to use more than more than one and, and they should be in, in the modern age and then also, also the the issue of uh, or the the rise of the non-probability poster which everyone was was interested in, in hearing more about and then um and and social media data which which of course we talked about much later because we felt that um i felt that you know that the future when you talk about the future that comes only towards the end uh so so we had someone who was very uh, very controversial uh, i guess not someone but uh, a topic that's very controversial because ai is always controversial um when you talk about AI and research. She uses they use AI to, to do polling, and I mean uh, it's, it's received a lot of uh, both appreciation as well as criticism uh, in the press, like most uh, technology. And uh, I think the documentary, uh, uh, a documentary in the news, really really piqued piqued my interest, and I felt that it would be good to bring diverse perspectives on um, uh, uh, both from the past and the future in this. Not say and and also to understand what their take is on polling. Uh, like, do they really think? Um, Another methodology is is, is obsolete. Um, is there is there methods bias, uh, and can we eliminate that? I mean, uh, in your session, you really um, uh, in terms of how. So 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 I think in terms of how these speakers were recruited were mostly because uh, I'd first identifying what the what we wanted to speak about. What do you want to hear about? And I felt understanding the whole history and then understanding the the online move and the online move. You're the first person, of course, that came to mind. And uh, and Melanie uh, Cotrade, of course, because she's built her whole brand around sampling. And and I want, when we want, and of course everyone wants to know more about the biases that people didn't talk about in the, in the previous panel or talked a little bit about. But we wanted to get deeper into understanding how do you engage the unengaged. A yeah. voter or a consumer, and then, um, and then, of course, with that, you have to talk about privacy because now, with all these tech-enabled research, uh, counting for a major part of research, you want to you want to know how, uh, what what kind of protections you need in place to to better serve the industry and uh, be a better uh, research agency, a more trusted one. And, and I think Paul Net over there really provide perspective on on transparency, etc. And then right after, I think you mentioned, yeah, the, the perceptions of polling and Amelia, Amelia. Now, Amelia, uh, I mentioned in my last episode with you, uh, she wrote a book called Influencing health and she talked all about influencers and the role of influencers in um, uh, in improving health and wellness programs and I think um, uh, I really liked the idea of uh, improving uh, or boosting the image of industry through building online communities and I think Andre Tukort from Navigator later on expanded also on targeted online communities but um, but she really Amelia really uh, uh, provided insight into what uh, how, how you could use online communities paid social media all of that to uh, to drive influence and uh, and build momentum. Um, uh, um, uh, with her was Mark, who who gave the perspective of you know um, uh, 
uh, I guess, the, why trust in pollsters were declining, and he tried to equate those with brands, and I think that was very, very, uh, very useful. Um, yeah, so ending on the future, ending a bit, a bit on skills, what skills we need for the future really, I think, uh, ended this in a high note. So um, I think in between, Ellie also mentioned, uh, uh, and, and, and Christian mentioned this at the outset as well, that, you know, um, uh, there's there, there's no crisis here. I mean, yes, we've had uh, underestimation of support for, say, Trump voters. We've had uh, we have certain um, errors of estimation, but we've we're not the polls still got it right and he 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 said that the, the crux here all of them the speakers up up front said that that um, yes uh we need to look at more as fluid we need to you know uh, try and um, uh, try and understand uh, understand oh, how, how which segments we're not reaching and uh and, and i think the keynote panel was really the 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 key to setting the stage for this because we needed a vehicle and i think uh polls was the was the was a topical timely uh event and and so they uh, putting them as a keynote really uh, served the purpose of talking about improving um, the research process throughout you know right from online sampling or or you know offline sampling or you, you know to data collection research design data collection and um, and then um, and then the future one thing though um, so I, <laughs> I I can talk tell you a bit more about the survey that we launched later but I, I did feel that yes we could have included maybe more um, some some other types of research as well like as qualitative as well but I think this was as compact as it could get <laughs> and and you know for four hours it, it was probably very intense yeah it was a, certainly an intense I mean it was only four hours long but uh, there's a packed with content and I don't know how many speakers you have but it had to be close to 20. How many do you know? How many registrants uh, kind of attended that day? Yes, yes. So um, I, ha- I had about uh, had about two hundred um, registrants and about consistent traffic. I mean, it, it went from one one forty six to to one forty to hundred, and then it uh, went to um, uh, forty five. And I think the the most popular session, uh, where the most traffic was, was was the keynotes, uh, followed by session two. Okay. Um, that that just could have been also the timing, but I think it was the, the polls and, and the nature of the audience as well. They were public opinion researchers, methodologists, scientists, academics, um, looking to uh, gain more insight into into those sessions, both sessions. Uh, I mean, we did have uh, th- there was good traffic at the end as well, but I think it, it must have people ha- decided about a third of the people who came in um, stayed for the entire four hours. Wow, that's amazing. It was an honor to be part of. I was a part of session two, and um, I've been joking around that I was the opening act for Melanie Courtright for the first time in my career. I should put that <laughs> in my LinkedIn profile because that's a that's a coup for me. As I, you know, obviously have so much respect for her, and I loved her discussion about layers of bias. Yeah. It's something we don't talk about enough, and we need to talk not about biases, not only in the um, you know the polling world where it's much more apparent and the more. Um, common layman with polling is paying attention to it, but also I think layers of bias um, when it comes to more, um, you know, business research and consumer research, because I think we've kind of forgotten that as research has evolved over time and we're, you know, we're putting more, more value on speed, I think. But um, yeah, it was an honor to be as part of that, um, that session. And Paul Netto, I'm a, I'm a, big fan of his as well. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've, we're friendly with them and they're in our partner network and we've known them for those guys for a long time. And so I love when he gets to talk about all the trust and transparency and privacy he has kind of a unique perspective. Um, 
Yeah. Well, and what you, you say, this is because you, I was looking at the, I mean, we asked everyone to put to put stars. And I think, you know, 50%, at least 50% of those in all uh, sessions uh, who, who attended, as, as, um, they, they were really, um, uh, they were really gave five stars to every, every to, to the speaker in every session. So I think, I think that's pretty high, uh, high indicative of the quality of speakers and, you know, um, the, 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 the interest level. Uh, the, the people really va- value the top. Topic and and and, this, and and the like the, the thought provoking question. Although there were a couple of, uh, uh, I should say, also some criticisms that you know, uh, saying saying that that was an insult to the industry. But I, I think I mean criticism is, is unfair. Is is an all fairness? Yeah, you, you should accept it. And I just was interested in seeing how how people perceived it as you know maybe a, a threat because it, it's almost as if uh, when you see those news headlines and uh, but I, I, it was more the topic like I defended in, at the end of the seminar as well. It was more uh, a rhetorical question and it was. More more to uh, instigate debate among all sections of industry, uh, both traditional posters and um, and, and the latest. Uh... I could have told you from the start, when you get a bunch of like academics and non-academics together, that it's going to be a little bit controversial. I think that's a good thing. We should all be mm-hmm. talking to each other. Yes, yes. We, all, we all have a different perspective on it. So yeah. I'd love to hear kind of um, the experience and what challenges. I can't even imagine planning an event like that. Was it rewarding? Did you enjoy it? Were there a lot of challenges? Would you do anything differently? Yes, it was amazing. I, I don't know. This is, um, you know, you always, um, I, I didn't think, I mean, yes, uh, you know, I, I didn't think it would be as, uh, I would enjoy it so much. No, well, okay, that's not a real great way of phrasing it. But like, it sounded, it, it sounded very ambitious. Okay, yeah, it sounded very ambitious. So when I first thought, I mean, okay, it's only 12 speakers plus two guest speakers, so 14. Um, it sounded like, the the logistics of it and the technicalities of it sounded a bit um a, a bit you know it, it might be difficult but uh, but I really was I was so excited by the topic and I was so excited by all the value that, and all the knowledge that these insightful professionals are going to add to the table and you know just uh, tell a story about the industry that that really um that really kept me motivated and um and and you know I, I was able to these people were generous with their time they they created slides and they uh they they were on phone calls with me and you know we email exchanged emails back and forth and the, the whole process was was uh, sort of collaborative interactive or at least in terms of you know keeping track of progress um it, it went on fairly uh, smoothly it was just um, um it, it, we, i think we were everyone was committed to bringing this event together and uh pulling off the showcase so it, it's it's all it's all thanks to them and um um, you know, all of you who, who really, uh, who really put put your knowledge together and found uh, and made sense of this topic and 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 packaged it in a way that was really meaningful and exciting for 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 such a big audience. I mean, we I was hoping maybe we'd have like five hundred or something, but maybe I think the next time what we'll do differently probably involve like this time Waypor and World Surveys Value Association, World Value Surveys Association. They really uh, chipped in to uh, promote. The event to their audiences, and then Ramesh, our sponsor, also uh, promoted to their audiences. So we had we had a lot of people um, um, cross promoting our events uh, to their mailing lists and everything, and social media. So that really helped. But um, maybe next time would involve more uh, more associations. Like the more, the merrier. And um, it was it was one one thing. This this was the first event where we had a wide range of representation from every type of major association, both in Canada, US, and abroad. So I think that was quite a feat, and uh, yes. <laughs> and it was fun, and it was. Uh, I, I just loved um, uh, the, the, the motivation, the encouragement, not having, uh, I mean, all these people are very seasoned uh, people who've been in this industry for, for donkey's years, you know, and um, yeah. uh, and, and pulling all of them together uh, into one ses- 
question and packaging them like this and into this um in, into what i thought was very relevant and um for for, for our members and non-members and you know our stakeholders it just 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 was was exciting it was challenging and um regarding and one thing uh, like, i i liked the, i liked the zoom platform and it was generally rated well um uh, maybe i found one challenge being oh two things one is i think i think the transcription was was a little funny like sometimes it was not always yeah. right <laughs> yeah. so it was useful but funny yes <laughs> um and i think that when the q and a when i'm doing remote access it does not allow the the person who's using our transferring remote access to really uh, monitor the Q&A. So, but I was lucky because of the, the audience and the participants were really seemed to be engaging actively on the Q&A uh, spontaneously. So, so that was very encouraging and that was, that was, that was amazing. But I couldn't get to understand, uh, see that until after everything was over. So, so I was glad people interacted and it was uh, good that people uh, found enough to talk about. And, uh, but, but yes, maybe that would be something I'd look into uh, seeing how to get the Q&A uh, as well. So it's, it's always fun to be an octopus, right? So, yeah. <laughs> well, where can people find this recording on the MRIA website? Is that right? Yes, yes. We have a, um, a microsite uh, for this, or we have a, a, a page for this called Arpol's Obsolete. And uh, it's, it's there um, below the program brochure. Um, it's, okay. um, it's a link. I can, I can share the link with you. And do, do you want me to read out the link or? No, no, we'll put it in the show notes of those who are interested. And it's also at the MRIA, ARIM, yes. which uh, the ARIM is the French. Yes. That's, uh, that's so Canadian to do that, that you wouldn't leave up French. <laughs> and you're having, um, are you having to do this again? Yes, of course, but not um, well. Of course, the state of polling uh, should always be uh, one of the topics of the of the calendar year. Uh, but the next one upcoming would be on cannabis research, something around. Um, uh, still, still thinking of a better title. The, the working title is better with part of uh, fra- re- redesigning uh, the ESG framework in research. And I, I, I st- I'm not really um, satisfied with this. I mean, it, it's still being fleshed out, and and you should you'll be see updates on this uh, more on the uh, on the website soon and. and and the communications and um, and I think it was again it's again aimed to bring together. I mean, legalization has not been without a share of debate, and you know, people have both in the U.S. and in Canada, and now everyone is anticipating um, decriminalization in the U.S. and more more changes in the U.S. So I think this will be a great another con- conference of great minds, and uh, people can weigh in on um, on different aspects of the industry as it relates to research, and then of course uh, how it relates to research standards as well. Well, good. This, I think this this was a great event. I loved being part of it, and I listened to most of it. And I think it was a good way to kick off the year. Um, we talked a lot about like the nuts and bolts of marketing research from a foundational standpoint. With we talked a lot about methodology, and talked a lot about bias, and talked about like the importance of research design and error. And those are things I don't think we talked about enough. So um, I'm really proud of you um, for having this event. I think it was awesome. And for those of you listening, go to the website and download it. And I guess we'll just we'll just end the episode here, Brian. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's great. Producer Brian wasn't expecting that. This is our new format for the podcast. But um, Arundhati, thank you so much for joining. Um, really appreciate it. And for those of you listening, please, please please reach out if you have any questions or anything. Oh, thank you so much, Brian. And Brian, this was amazing. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.